Hello and welcome back to Going Inward with Brandy Vesna. This podcast is going to be quite a deep dive. I'm going to be talking about some very personal realizations. And this is what it is. This is what this podcast is. It's sobriety, it's activism, it's psychology, it's inner work. It's all about going inward. So this is just another layer of the work that I've been doing. Now, first and foremost, I must say, those of you that, you know, you're not quite there yet. You're dipping your toe in inner work. You're thinking about trauma. You're just starting to really question the way some things are in your life. Just stay with me. Hold some space. Open your mind. And stick with me and see how things work out, okay? Um, This podcast is going to be about patterns. Now, I'm going to talk about the last 10 years of recovery, okay? I would say about the fifth year of my recovery is when I started to really connect to my intuition. Now, the thing that trauma does in our lives is it disconnects us from ourselves, We learn not to trust our own feelings, our own emotions. We learn to deny pieces and parts of ourselves, to receive love from our caregivers, attachment. There's so much enmeshed in disconnecting from yourself, and that's what trauma does. And trauma impacts us all. We live in a traumatized world, 10,000 years worth of extremely traumatic events, especially if you're coming from the West, okay? So that's what trauma does, is it's a wound. Dr. Garber Mate says, it's a wound, but it's what it does to you on the inside. So I did not trust my own intuition because when I was small, when I was a child, I experienced a lot of different things. I seen the world through the mirror of my caregivers and they did not trust their own intuition. And there was a lot of disconnection from self, disconnection from each other. There was inauthenticity. People were not authentically themselves. They had to deny pieces and parts to get love. There's a lot. There's so much packed into it. But it took me about five years of recovery to start to feel things in my body. When people, places, and things did not feel right. But it did take number one me getting sober. Now this might piss you off a little bit and you might want to shut down and think that I'm being judgmental or you just aren't ready, but I can say there is no way in this world I would be where I am today without recovery because drinking was only a symptom and drinking was a low level coping mechanism that I used for many, many years in order to numb and split and not feel what was so painful, okay? But I had to stop drinking in order to, first of all, connect to a higher power to feel love because I did not feel lovable. That's part of trauma shame. That's what shame does. That's what trauma does to a person is it disconnects them from themselves and makes them feel unlovable. Then came connecting to my own self, my own intuition, the guide of my spirit, my spiritual compass. That took some time. 
So I might have put a plug in the jug and quit drinking, but my patterns in relationships did not change. I stopped drinking, but the recreation of the dysfunction in my childhood continued because I kept picking the same partners that would help me recreate that familiar dysfunction that I experienced from day one. Okay? So that's where we're getting to. So first of all is connecting to the intuition, number one. That took time and that took sobriety because I was so numbed out and so disconnected from myself that there was no way I could hear what I felt and what I knew to be correct. So that was an evolution in itself. Now my intuition, she screams at me. I feel things in my body and I know damn well when something is off, but it is up to me whether or not I'm going to betray myself and not listen to my intuition in order to get validation and love and whatever sort of attachment that I'm lacking, needing, wanting. That's my choice now. And I recognize that. So my life does not have to be like a soap opera based on betrayal and deception and exploitation and fear. It doesn't have to be like that anymore. But this is almost 10 years of sobriety to make me question the types of patterns in relationships that I choose in a workplace, in friendships, and most importantly, in romantic relationships because they mirror what it is that I'm choosing for myself. So... I've always picked the same kind of partners from day one. I'm going to say the last 20 years of my dating life, my partners have always had a history of violence. They've been damaged. They've drank. They've been actively drinking and in the problem. They've used drinking as a coping mechanism. They're outdoorsy. They're insecure. And they usually start things off. I'm, I haven't usually been the aggressor in relationships. I, I usually am not. Okay? They're usually quite flirty and attractive. That's the way I see them. Okay? But there's always a level of trauma that is reflective and piece and parcel that I have experienced myself. We've both grown up in these same types of households. And I've picked these partners even in sobriety, you guys. Being sober, I'm the sober one, but I've still picked partners who are still in the problem because they have recreated the patterns of my childhood. Is that not insane? But I'm certainly grateful that another veil has been lifted. As my sponsor says, you know, It's taken time to get here. Definitely, it has taken time for me to be able to have the courage to be honest and put the effort in. So now this is where the work starts. So I'm having this conversation with you to talk about my relationship patterns of emotionally immature partners who are dysregulated. They're actively addicted. They're selfish. They're insecure. They're dishonest. They betray me in the relationship. It's unsafe and destructive. But now is where that inner work goes in. Last night I was reading about um, a pr- I, 
I have PTSD. Okay, I got hit by a semi. You know that if you've listened to the podcast in 2017. There was lots of things, lots of trauma prior to that. But that was like, that was what put me over the edge that I needed actual professional help. And I was in a therapy program called Cognitive Processing Therapy. And with people who've experienced trauma, intimacy is a major issue. Relationships don't feel safe. And for me, I've tended to jump right in, right jump. Woo, I'm in. Whereas people who have secure attachments, they take their time, they do their research, they gather some facts, they see if the person that they're starting to date is trustworthy. Well, somebody in my you know, mindset who has shacked up pretty quick on numerous occasions and just been like game on and not taking that time to see if this person is truly trustworthy. That's where my work is now. So for you, I want you to start thinking about the patterns in your life. What did your household look like when you were small, when you were a child? Were you a rescuer? Did you always have to help, you know, help save somebody in the household? Were you a caretaker? Were you a people pleaser? Were you the scapegoat? All of these sorts of terms, I strongly suggest reading on Dr. Nicole Pereira, um, how to do the work. I strongly suggest looking, if you struggle with trauma bonds and you grew up in a violent home. I grew up in a lot of violence. Therefore, my picker has been naturally off. Um, I strongly suggest reading um, Betrayal Bonds by Patrick Carnes and also What Happened to You by Oprah and Dr. Bruce Perry and anything Garber Mate because he will teach you about trauma more than you more than you could ever ever realize or understand on your own. He is a Canadian phenomenon and I strongly suggest learning from him. Disclaimer, I am not a psychologist, but I am somebody who wants a better life for myself. And the whole reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is to experience the AA promises and to have peace, to know peace. So something that I didn't learn in childhood was emotional regulation because the adults in my family were so dysregulated because they were so disconnected from themselves. So emotional regulation is being able to self-soothe and calm oneself. In people affected by trauma, that ability is gone. So how do you self-soothe and how do you calm yourself when you're highly reactive or things are stressful or they're out of your control? Because life is life and it happens. So start looking at those patterns of your own ability to self-regulate. Our last podcast was about um, emotional regulation. These are the veils and the layers that sobriety has gifted me. First of all, connecting to a higher power to realize that I'm lovable. Being able to connect to myself. Learning to love myself in sobriety has been fundamental. Then connecting to my intuition. Eventually moving along almost 10 years. Being able to name my emotions, emotional granularity. Being able to learn, learn to self-soothe and calm myself, emotional regulation. 
And now, 10 years later, looking at the patterns in my life and doing that inner child work. I no longer want to live in relationships with addicts because that's what I saw. Those are the types of men that I was born to, that my mother coupled with, that she partnered with, that were highly traumatized men. That's, that's not where I'm at. I am sober and I want peace and I want authenticity because unfortunately in partnerships where there's a betrayal bond, a trauma bond, both partners are not being authentic because usually the addict has to lie about what they're doing in order to meet their own needs and low-level coping mechanisms through addiction because it's too painful to deal. They haven't learned how yet because they're still sick. So there's no authenticity. There's no growth together. And relationships are not meant to be perfect. They're not a fairy tale. That's what the holistic psychologist says. She says, if you think that a relationship is a fairy tale, it's not. It's two people who are committed to each other, who are willing to get bare bones honest and share when things are uncomfortable and work together. Honestly. So that takes courage and that takes honesty and that takes effort. So I just want you to start thinking about the patterns. How did you get love as a child? Were you seeking validation? How did your parents react to you? How did they treat one another? What were the systems in your family? Because that is the bigger issue. It's looking at the family dynamic because whatever and however you're living today, you were taught when you were a small fry, when you were just a little tiny child. The vast majority of our population is living out their childhood without even recognizing it. So that being said, I'm just putting it out there. Start thinking about the patterns that you have chose for yourself and that you continue to recreate. And it takes a lot of honesty to be able to look at. I know when I get mad with somebody and I'm hurt as a form of fear of abandonment and a fear of rejection, I block them. I'm a blocker. I block, but I've learned to not internalize things. I've learned to not to realize, oh, they didn't contact me, so I'm not worthy. No, no. My validation comes from me today. But I also have learned to set boundaries. Do you have boundaries? Are you able to say no and not feel guilty? Or are you the friend that answers everybody's calls? You let them emotionally dump on you. Every cousin, every person who needs a ride, you give them a ride. You know, are you a people pleaser because your mom iced you and gave you the silent treatment when you were small and you're so scared to be rejected that you do things all the time, even though you don't want to, because that is so painful to feel a sense of rejection from somebody that you love and that you want that validation. I'm just planting seeds here, guys, because this is the work that I'm doing in my life. Yeah, my patterns, I'm breaking them. Watch me go. Call me out if you notice, but I'm not going to rush into relationships. I'm going to continue to learn about, you know, healthier um, healthier ways to approach relationships. And I'm no longer going to date people who are in the problem. That is number one. People who are still drinking are no longer going to be attractive to me. 
because that's not the lifestyle that I want. I'm sober and I deserve a partner who is honest and connected to themselves and being authentic. And that's a lot. That's the thing as well. I'm trying to break some family, like some generational behaviors and there's generational work going on where I want to be authentic. I want to be able to date who I want and love them honestly and authentically because I choose them. On the flip side of that, I am not going to be picking partners anymore who are drinking or dope smoking because I'm sober. I am the, I'm sober. So yeah, planting those seeds, think about your childhood, think about your behaviors now, think about how you respond to other people. Are you a little bit of a people pleaser? Do you have boundaries? How do you react around your family? Have you learned to emotionally regulate? Cuz if you haven't, then you got to learn. And I have a masterclass coming called Emotional Regulation Basics that will be coming very soon. Join because it is through sobriety that I have learned to calm my traumatized brain. But the beauty about trauma is we heal in relationships. And it is my honor to be able to share this information with you. This is a beautiful, sacred relationship that I'm able to share you and I together that I have learned from clinicians, that I have learned from psychologists. I have worked, I've done cognitive processing therapy. I've done cognitive behavioral therapy. I've done EMDR. I have done actual real trauma healing work on top of all of the reading that I do and the work with my sponsor. Because you know why? Because I want peace. We can't give what we don't have. And if I can experience some peace and I can teach people what I've done and then they go about in the world and they're creating less collateral damage and things are more peaceful on this earth and people are kinder to animals and people care more about the environment in the next seven generations, then Bevez has done her job. So yes, I love you. I appreciate you. Look for Emotional Regulation Basics. It's coming out soon. It's going to be a dynamite masterclass. 25 bucks. I thank you. I love you. Thanks for sharing my music. I did not recently repeat the pattern of gasoline of on, on again, off again. Because that part of my dating story is over. I love you. You're wonderful. See you soon. Bye.